0: money so you're flying to france or thailand or mexico what do you do about money do you use an atm do you exchange money before you leave do you exchange money when you arrive do you exchange money at the airport do you use a credit card what happens if you lose your atm card or credit card what do you do all of these questions will be answered on the money episode you're listening to budget travel hacks learn from the travel guru himself, Dustin Fundheller, widely known as The Wandering Dentist on social media. By the age of 30, Dustin had visited every United Nation, Olympic, FIFA, and Lonely Planet country without ever being sponsored, becoming the most traveled person in the world under 40. And now let him inspire you to go conquer the world. Hear it like you never have before. This may not be the most exciting episode we'll be doing, but it's so important. You need money no matter where you go. And we want to make sure that you don't waste tons of money just to get money. So let's start with credit cards. If you are a financially conscious with your money, credit cards can be amazing, especially with what's happened recently. Credit cards are basically dropping all international fees, at least a lot of them. Not all of them, but there's definitely significantly amount of credit cards, especially for Americans that have no international fees. Now, if you don't know how a credit card works, let's just go over the basics. You buy something for $10. That store probably gets about like $9.75. That means the bank gets 25 cents. From that purchase, which might not sound like a lot because it's just 25 cents times that by the millions and billions of transactions and the bank is getting a ton of money to encourage you to use your credit card versus using, say, cash or a different form of payment. The credit card will give you points or bonuses, maybe cash back, maybe points which you can use on travel. The point is, if you're not using the credit card, you're basically throwing money away because the person that's paying the bill isn't you it's the store again the store is paying that 25 cent fee when you pay ten dollars this is just an example and you know you could be benefiting from that be careful with international credit cards though because sometimes you will have false advertising in singapore the country that is famous for their false advertising, probably the worst in the world, they will have credit cards that say, okay, so saying it's, it's a, a miles card. They'll say you get, normally you get one mile for every dollar spent in Singapore, but they go, if you use your card overseas, you get two miles. For every dollar you spend. Well then if you read the small print. It's just so unbelievable. You read the small print. It will show that you have a 3% processing fee. If you use your cards overseas. So yes you're getting one more mile. But you're paying a 3% fee for that one more mile. Which that 3% fee is probably going to be higher. Than that one mile you get. So it's really really ridiculous. In Singapore they also claim they get extra cashback points. Or other things. But you actually never end up getting them so just make sure if you have a credit card that you know maybe check with other people that have used it and make sure that you actually get the points that it says you're gonna get and don't forget to put on automatic payments and always pay your bill in full because credit cards can really start adding up they can get up to like 20 percent it's ridiculous so always make sure you pay it in full and small amounts can really add up quickly so so pay it right on time but you again credit cards have so many advantages another advantage to them is they don't have fraud if anyone has ripped you off if anyone's stolen anything from you if they steal your cash good luck in getting back if they steal your atm card and use it and withdraw there's many banks that won't refund you if they steal your credit card and use it you'll get refunded 100 and i have had that happen multiple times i mean In Argentina, of all things, my car rental. I mean, come on, that's a big company. It's not just some random guy. My car rental company overcharged me like $400. It was ridiculous. When it's happened, they've canceled my card, given me a new card and rushed it to me within three days. So I had to go three days without a credit card. If you use a credit card responsibly, it can be super beneficial. Now let's talk about exchanging money. There are some countries that are really good with exchanging money. Singapore would be one. I mean, cause Singapore is a big hub. A lot of people are coming in and out and they have certain areas in the country where you can literally get the exact perfect rate and a lot of other countries in Southeast Asia and different areas, um, give you really good rates. And then there are places that are absolutely horrible and that would be places like Canada, Europe, and the U S you just get a horrible rate. One rule of thumb is to look, the more lights and, and glamour that a money exchange has, probably the worst it is. And do not get confused when it says no commission, no fees, because just because it has no fees doesn't mean it has no fees. They might be making a ton of money based on a horrible exchange rate. I mean, there's been times in Europe where like if I would have given them a 100 US dollars and tried to get European money, I might have gotten like 65, not Euro, 60, I would have got the equivalent of, if it was a fair exchange rate, of what 65 US dollars would be. So they basically had made $35 on me for exchanging. That is like unbelievably bad. So don't do that. Don't get tricked by, and of course they said there was no fee, right? But they're making 30, their fee is really 35 bucks. Do not get confused with that. That is one of the biggest tricks that that money exchangers will do. Sometimes it's better to take out the ATM, which we'll be discussing in a little bit, than exchanging money. Oh, the other thing that a lot of people do that it's just, please, please don't be one of these people is that they will go to the first money exchanger that they see. I mean, Morocco, oh gosh, it drives me nuts. But I mean, I guess people deserve to throw away money if they are this clueless and and silly, but it just drives me nuts. What people in Morocco will do, well, what Morocco has is they have this money exchanger right outside the, the terminal or right outside of where you get your bags, And it has all these signs and everything. And so people will start exchanging money there. And all they have to do is look around and see another money exchanger with less lights with hardly anyone there. And they will get a rate that is significantly better. But they go for the first one with the blinking lights. Don't go for the blinking lights one. When you exchange money, you want the back alley, middle of nowhere scam guy. Because the person that looks like they're scamish Because they're going to give you the best rate. They, and for my all my travels, I have never had a money exchanger not give me the right amount of money when we exchange money. They've always been honest. I But I have gone to money exchangers that have said the rate and the rate has been absolutely horrible that's what you need to be careful of don't be careful if they're not going to give you enough bills be careful about the rate because that's where you're going to get really ripped off and also don't forget i mean this should be pretty obvious but exchanging money at the airport is going to be the most expensive because at the airport is going to charge the money exchangers fees to be there and they're going to pass the the fee on to you and so they're going to charge a worse rate because you're exchanging at the airport so what i often did if i knew the the exchange rate was absolutely horrible and i knew downtown it would be pretty good um and often you can exchange at a bank and the, at a bank it's gonna be really good the only problem is you have to wait forever is that i would exchange like 20 bucks at the airport so that 20 dollars, and even if i only get they take four dollars and i get 16 of it or whatever i mean it sucks but at least that 20 bucks will allow me to take public transportation and allow me to to do things to at least get downtown, where then I can exchange a hundred or two hundred dollars. Also, if you're not from the United States, the USD is the best currency to have. So again. I was in Singapore. A good example of Singapore. What I would do before I, I travel, if Singapore doesn't have the money, like again, they had tons of different currencies because Singapore is a hub. But like say I'm going to South America from Singapore, I would exchange to U.S. dollars. If I was ever going to a remote place that Singapore didn't have that money to exchange to in Africa, I would always get U.S. dollars because U.S. dollars is the money that is always going to give you the best rate in almost every country the only time there's an exception is maybe the euro but again i i just was to ukraine just recently and the and even though it has it's right next to europe usd gave it a better rate same with russia usd gave it a better rate you know there's a few places like like i believe in morocco and tunisia because they you know both places kind of speak french and i guess they've had a lot of european influence those countries did have slightly better with the euro but again it was almost equal so usd is the money to have everywhere you go and if you can't get usd euro will be the next best but usd will basically always give you the best exchange rate okay so sometimes like we mentioned it is better to use the atm And you know, versus paying such a horrible exchange rate, we're gonna go over some numbers real quick. If you don't like numbers, you can skip ahead probably the next one to two minutes, but we're gonna go over the numbers so that way you can kind of understand how it works. And then we're gonna review afterwards. So if the numbers don't all make sense, you can just memorize the ending part. Okay, here comes the exciting numbers. Basically, usually if you use an ATM that is not one of your main ATMs, you get charged a $5 fee. And that ATM is also going to charge you $5. If I go to, say, Mexico, and I use my Wells Fargo ATM card, Wells Fargo is going to charge me $5 plus that ATM is going to charge me $5. So before I even take out any money, I'm paying a $10 fee. And then on top of it, the exchange fee or conversion rate is 3% usually. So if I'm trying to take out 100 bucks into Mexican pesos, I'm really paying $113 which is the 12.5% fee. Now, it, if you take out more money, the more money you you take out, the fee goes less because, again, you're only paying that ATM usage fee once, regardless of how much money you take out. If I take out $300, well, now that fee has got dropped from 12.5% to 6%. I mean, 6% is still not great. You can usually do money exchanges for way better than 6%. But 6% is a lot better than 12.5%. That's what you want to think of when you exchange money. So what you do is you download a currency app and you take whatever you're going to take. So say let's use $100 because it's the easiest thing to use. You, you put in $100 and you see what how much that should actually be if you're actually given the correct exchange rate. So let's use an example. You're going to Mexico and you want to exchange $100. You put in the app $100 and you find out that 100 US dollars is worth 2,015 pesos. The money exchanger is saying if you spend $100, you're going to get 1,900 pesos. So that's the question. Is it better to use the ATM or is it better to exchange your $100 bill that you brought? Well, that's where you do the math. And it's pretty simple. You take the smaller number, the 1900 that you're going to get, and divide it by the bigger number. The 2015 is what you should have got. And when you do divide the two, you get 0.943, which, if anyone knows, the first two numbers is the percentage. So it's 94.3%. Now, as we just talked about if you're only taking out a hundred dollars with an atm it's going to cost you a 12 and a half percent fee and that means you're only getting 88.5 percent. so 94.3 is significantly better than 88.5 so you should exchange when you do those numbers if it's for a hundred dollars as long as those numbers give you a number higher than 88.5 percent you should exchange the money. Now, if you're trying to exchange $300, we already talked about that the rate is much better at the ATM the more you take out. If you're exchanging $300, as long as the rate is above 94%, you should exchange if it's worse than, than you shouldn't. So even with this one, if we were exchanging $300 US um, for Mexican pesos, we had a rate of 94.3. So it was slightly better than what the ATM fee would have been. So again you should exchange so again that might be kind of confusing but just remember the best one is usually you're not exchanging more than 100 bucks i usually don't recommend it because then it's just hard and you have money at the end that you have to exchange back unless you know you're going to be there a really long time then you might want to do 200 and so if you're really only exchanging 100 at a time the number to know is 88.5 as long as your exchange rate is better than 88.5 you should exchange it but again the money exchange is so bad in the USA and Europe. In those places, you're probably just going to use the ATM. And really, when I go to Europe, I almost don't need any money. I can just literally pay everything with credit card. One of my favorite things happens is like when I go fill up for gas and you have to prepay and I over put too much on my card. Like I, I say, I'm going to fill up $40 in gas and then I can only fill up for $30. they will give me, a, instead of putting it back on my credit card, sometimes... To just make things easy, the gas station will just give you 10 bucks, And then that $10 is all I need because really the only time you really need money is sometimes to pay like meters for parking. But even with today's world, more and more of the meters are becoming digital where you can just download an app. Again, you really, when you go, the places with the worst money exchange are the places where you can use credit card the most. And so many times that way you don't even have to worry about it. If you know somebody in the country or you made a new friend and you decide to go to a restaurant or do anything. And, you know, since they're not your bestie, you're able to be splitting the bill. You should pay for it with your credit card and then they'll give you the amount that they owe in cash. And I've done that a ton of times. And that's a great way because obviously your credit card has no transaction fees when they pay you in cash without losing money. So that's a easy way to get some cash without paying for any fees. Another thing you can do is sometimes you can go to a store and get cash back and a lot of times the cashback won't charge you it might still charge you the 3% but it's not going to charge you the ATM fees which is really really cool so that's another huge advantage of things to do cashier checks there's really no point if anyone's doing cashier checks you guys are crazy you really in today's world there is no point to do cashier's checks at all this that's an old system Um, Some systems have their own money system. China is really famous for that. You can see my Chinese episode, you know, they have Alipay, which is basically an online wallet. You can kind of go listen to my Chinese episode to learn more about that. And so the last thing to talk about is the what if and you know, you can always have a ton of what ifs. What if you're robbed? What if they take everything? What would you do? If they took everything and you're stranded and you, you're left in this country with nothing, it's like the, the worst nightmare most people have. Well, the first thing to know is with today's technology, you don't have to worry. Because with everything today, you can get money sent to you instantly. As long as you have some family and friends that love you and can bail you out when you get screwed, at least for a few, like say 50 bucks or 100 bucks, probably fine. Or you can get access to a computer, you probably can send it yourself. So let's go over the first thing. The first thing is you should always be prepared to get robbed, which unfortunately that's the way the world is. You know, I I think a lot of backpackers do weird things, but the one thing that you really, really, really should do is you should tie your wallet to yourself because that is what's going to get stolen. I know it kind of seems weird. I got a little thing that tied to me. As soon as my wallet tied to me, I have never, ever had my wallet be stolen. So... That's the first thing I'd recommend is tie your wallet to yourself. And that is a big thing. Then number two is the credit card trick. Most credit cards will allow you to get a supplementary card, and they'll say, Well, who do you want to, the, the supplementary card to go to? My middle name's Mark, and I will say, I want so I have a one credit card that says Dustin Fonteller, and I have a supplementary card that says Mark Fonteller. Because basically that's me. My driver's license has my middle name. My passport has my middle name. So if I lose my credit card, I still have my supplementary credit card. And this is really, really important because there's a lot of annoying airlines. There's not a ton, but there's some airlines that make you show the credit card that you use to purchase the ticket with. Otherwise, you can't get on that flight. And if you get pickpocketed or anything happens, or what's happened to me is I went and rented a car once and they took my credit card and never gave it back to me and I just didn't think about it. Or you use it for transaction. For some reason, they don't give your credit card back or it falls out of your pocket or any of the multiple things that can happen. You have the extra credit card with the same numbers because the supplementary card will have the same thing. And I've actually had this happen to me where I got on the flight all because I had my supplementary credit card with me. And I mean, there was another time, there was a time when I was in China and it just drove me nuts. I got to the flight and they would not let me on my flight because I didn't have the credit card. And I even had a photo of it. I had a photo of it showing my name and everything. And they would not let me on the flight because I did not have it in person, which is just the craziest thing ever. So... That's when I learned. I also learned it's good to have two ATM cards just for the same reason and two driver's license. Because again, if you're traveling to multiple places and you're renting a car forever and something happens to one of them, your entire trip is screwed because you don't have a second driver's license. Well, I, I mean, it sounds dumb. I would tell the DMV, uh, which is a place in America where you get your driver's license, that I lost my driver's license even though I had not dr- lost my driver's license just so I could get a second copy of it. Because it's so important when you travel, like, again, because I rent cars all the place, all over the place, and it actually never ended up happening. I did have the, like I said, I had that horrible experience with the credit card, but with your driver's license, you don't use much. You put it in your wallet, you never take it out. Your credit card, you're taking out and in and out so many times throughout the day that it's much easier that you could lose your credit card. So I've never lost a driver's license, but I did do that just to be safe. Also note with getting things stolen, people usually only steal what they can see. Your biggest at risk fact is after you pay for something because then people have seen where your wallet is. That's why I like to have it tied because as soon as people see where my wallet is and put it back and they can see maybe I have more bills and maybe I have a few hundred. And like the only times I've been pickpocketed is right after I paid for something when I had to go through digging through my wallet and they saw I had a few hundred dollars cash in my wallet because then they're like, oh, it's definitely worth stealing this. And I always split things up so like i always brought a backpack so i would put a bunch of my cards like my main credit card and my main driver's license in my wallet and basically almost all my cash and i'd leave a little bit of cash not a lot but a little bit of cash in my backpack along with my credit card with my middle name along with my other driver's license so that way worst case scenario if one of the two was stolen it happened before i started tying my wallet to myself I would still have all this backup stuff so I wouldn't be screwed. it wouldn't even like literally I was so prepared that if I was stolen, it's like nothing happened. Yes, it's really frustrating, it's really annoying. I lost a bunch of money. it literally my all my travels continued. it didn't even affect my travels, which is kind of cool. And like I said, you I use a chase credit card with a credit card. you can literally get a new credit card within two to three days super fast. And if somehow everything's been robbed from you, you have absolutely nothing. You can always still get money sent to you by Western Union. And there is literally Western Union in the most remote places in in Africa. So you don't have to worry. Western Union is in every country. And so that is kind of what to do to kind of be prepared for robbery and different things like that, which you just always want to be prepared. That is money. And I know, again these episodes aren't super exciting i know they're not really fun i hope through my experience in traveling i can teach people how to be a little bit better of a traveler and you can learn some stuff so that way when you travel you don't make the same mistakes i made and if you did like it please let me know and if there's anything you want to know the reason i did money is because everybody asked me how do i get money should i exchange before what should i do and you know, I wanted to make sure I did an episode about, it. oh, one thing I forgot on this episode is if you're from America, don't go exchanging money before you leave. If you go to your bank, you're going to get a horrible rate. So it is not worth exchanging money before you leave. That's one more thing. So yeah, tons of people asked me about this. And and this is one of the reasons I even made the entire podcast because so many people asked me about money. So I hope you enjoyed it and just stay tuned next time for our next episode. Thank you. Follow the Wandering Dentist himself at Wandering underscore Dentist at Instagram or Wandering Dentist on Facebook. If you have questions or ideas for future shows, reach out on social media. Add them on Facebook. Check them on Facebook. Please let your family and friends know as word of mouth is the best way to let others save money. A five-star review is always greatly appreciated. Until next time, safe travels.